Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie here. I'm out on the hemp farm owned by Mike Lewis, and uh, we're here at Hemp in the Holler, and I'm having a little conversation with aspiring farmer from Indiana, Marty Mahan, and uh, he represents the Indiana HIA, Hemp Industries Association, Ag Director. Hi, Marty. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, good. Uh, so you're here at Hemp in the Holler, and tell us a little bit about uh, Indiana hemp and what's going on up there. Well, there's not a lot going on in Indiana hemp right now. When uh, they passed the law to allow the growing, they kept the framework pretty broad, just referring back to the, the federal law as much as possible. So there was no infrastructure or organization set up to run anything per se. Purdue University, our main ag uh, university, they took off and started doing test trials from the beginning, but, but they're the only university or organization that is. Uh, this year, they started a research program that has allowed, I believe there are three or four organic farmers that are part of their organic program to do some growing. But other than that, that's uh, all that's being grown in Indiana at this time. I see. And so, what kind of a permit do you need to be able to grow? Yeah. Well, yeah. right right now, the uh, the permitting process is run by the seed commissioner in the office of the Indiana Seed Commissioner. He alone has sole control over who oh, gets see. the permits. Uh, there will set several of us that applied, myself included, uh, because of the contacts I've made through NHEA and other folks. I had an actual supply line in place from beginning, uh, from planning to end user. And even I was rejected strictly because of the fact that it wasn't under a research project. Ah, okay. You just wanted to grow it, but, uh, you know, for your own purposes. Well, it was it was going to stay within Indiana. It was going to be processed and sent to an end user in uh, Angola, Indiana, that was okay. going to turn it into food product. Okay. All right. So where do you, where do you see uh, Indiana going next year? Well, how do you see this evolving? Well, we're really working with legislators and uh, the decision makers to try to help them see that the Department of Agriculture needs to get involved, such as it is here in Kentucky, and that they need to be the ones in charge of it. They need to run any type of research programs and, and not to rely on Purdue or other universities to really spearhead this research. Okay. All right. And where do you see yourself fitting in in the future? Well, my hopes are, I, I've got a family farm that's uh, been in the family for a century, and my hopes are just to get that away from conventional crops, and I intend for hemp to be one of the many things that I grow to accomplish that. Okay. What are you growing on there now? Right now, every the farmland is being cash rented to a conventional farmer. 
I myself have a hops yard that I created, and I've got a few other things that I'm playing around with on a small okay. scale, but nothing. Okay, so you're you're leasing the farm out, basically? Correct. And what are they growing on there? Corn and soybeans. Corn and soybeans. That's the uh, GMO model? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and how many acres do you have there? 200. 200. Yeah. So um, that would be good to grow industrial hemp to really start remediating the soil there. I would think so, absolutely. Yeah. So that you might take that into consideration mm-hmm. when you're talking to them, is this is what you want to do, and this is what the uh, uh, industrial hemp will do. That's a good research problem. Uh, absolutely. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that could be your research. I like that idea. There you go. <laughs> so what do you hope to get out of being here at the Hemp and the Holler this year? Well, it's mainly a chance just to reconnect with everybody. You know, this is sort of a yearly event, and it's a nice opportunity to reconnect with people such as yourself that I've met in the past. Uh, but because of Indiana's hemp being so far behind, this is where we can really learn. Being okay. down here in Kentucky, getting to meet people that are actually growing and being involved in in the hemp industry is that's really our primary learning source okay well that sounds great well i want to thank you very much marty for being a guest on the i have revolution and a supporter of the i have revolution roadshow yeah thanks freddie it's good talking to you i want to thank our listeners for tuning in today And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on Facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host. Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.